Hi, everyone. Imagine a world where there are no problems. Imagine a world where there are no diseases that can't be cured. A world where there are no wars, just one world with abundant, abundant resources. Doesn't sound real, right? It sounds as if it's a work of fiction. Now imagine another world wherein each and every child across the globe grows up believing in a cause, wants to be an innovator, wants to be a change maker for a problem that he sees in his society, in his community. If you imagine that, the first picture of that world starts to come alive. That's what our education needs to do. It needs to create innovators. It needs for each child to believe that I can change in my own way. I can solve a problem. And it needs to create an atmosphere where every child starts feeling empathy towards each other, compassion, and in their own way, work towards the greater good of humanity. Today's guest is someone who I've known since she was four years old. She's grown into this dynamic 20-year-old young girl. Let me just introduce her with a little video clip. I'll just share a video clip with you. So what if you supported more youth entrepreneurs? What if you supported more initiatives led by young change makers? What if you went to that one young person, maybe your child, maybe your neighbor's kid, and told them that if you have a problem, I'd love to help you solve it. What if we stopped documenting, filming, speaking, meeting? What if we actually started solving, changing, and going out there and doing the real work? What if we saw the class half full? We could all to come together to make this world a beautiful place. Thank you so much. Well, wasn't that impressive? She's someone who's impacted the lives of millions. She recently won the prestigious Dina Award. She was the Global Changemaker 2018. She has won her stories, Women on a Mission, Young Achievers Award. BBC called her the Greta Thunberg of India, a force to reckon with. I'm so happy and so excited to welcome on Desk Doodles today, the water girl of India, Garvita Gulati. Hello, Garvita. I Sorry, I was in. Hello. <laughs> so good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Absolutely. I'm, uh, you know, so thrilled that I'm going to talk to you today. And I think just take it away from me and wow us with your story about your initiatives, the work that you're doing. So looking forward to hear all that. I'm very excited to um, you know, have this conversation and thank you for creating this platform for um, you know, allowing us to imagine a better education. And I think conversations like this are really going to help uh, create that space for this, the youth of the world. Let's hope so, good. <laughs> Please go ahead. Let, let's hear about your story, your initiatives. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I would probably just, you know, love to start um, from where it all started. Um, so as you know, I went to National Public School, Kormangla, for almost 14 years. And that's also where my journey of change making started. So we had this teacher, Purnima Ma'am, um, who was an environmental education teacher. And 
like uh, if I recollect and almost all students in school know her because from 6th to 12th she taught all of us environmental studies and I remember being in 6th grade and sitting in her class and feeling like this is the most useless class ever because you know she was just making us draw like the planet and what it was and what it's become and you know all of these different things she was trying to teach us and make us understand about the environment and what's been happening and of course as you know the teenagers that we were <laughs> we kind of just let it go um, and we were like we would you know mock it um, but but very soon um, I started to realize the passion with which she taught the subject um, was something that I really hadn't seen um, anywhere else and more than uh, more than anything else she taught a subject that was not a compulsory subject um, and she taught it um, just out of her own willingness and she did it all by herself and she's been a huge inspiration in just trying in always just focusing on the idea that you need to make a difference in the world for me especially um, and I remember um, so into in the year 2015 um, India faced a lot of um, issues with regards to you know the water crisis so we had severe droughts and I was reading about farmers taking their lives um, across um, across the country especially in Mumbai and I had lived in Mumbai for four years before that before coming to Bangalore so it somewhere touched me and I was also uh, you know reading about these women and girls who were walking miles women and girls walk on more than six hours every day just to procure water yeah. and it's something that we get without even moving a finger um, and you know and even the water that they get is not clean and it might not even be feasible for them to use. And uh, there's, and then I was reading about how children in over a hundred million homes across the country were losing their lives just because of the lack of access to clean drinking water. And all of this was really, reading about it, I was watching it. I used to live on Sarjapur Road and you know, there was a small village behind that house and I was actually seeing these women walking with like pots of water and, and you know, struggling to just get that little bit of water to drink. And I just had to go to my kitchen and pick up a bottle. Like it just felt unfair. And that's when I really wanted to do something about it, but I just didn't know where to start. And so on June 5th, now coming back to why I started the story with Purnimama, yeah. uh, on June 5th, World Environment Day, she had this presentation done for us where she talked, where she, you know, got these, got a lot of information, got some speakers to talk about environmental issues, etc. And, you know, of course, as we were going through sitting, you know, through it as any normal assembly, um, and as all of us were, I there was this one particular slide that said 14 million liters of water is wasted every year, simply in the water that you leave behind in glasses at restaurants. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, kind of left me shocked. And especially because I was reading about all of it very recently. And, and the whole, the, the matter just trivialized, you know, it, and I just realized that there's so many trivial ways in which we just waste water, which can actually be prevented by simple human conscience, actions, and mindfulness. Um, and that's kind of when I decided, okay, I want to make a change and I want to at least try and leave a mark and try to remove that four, 14 million liters of water was the goal to remove that number from the charts you know this should not happen why should we even have to waste that water it's 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 not even something that okay it's like a technical snag or it's 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 like a environmental problem no this is human action pure human action and we can prevent it from not happening so let's do it and so i started going to restaurants i started talking to them i would have visited like over 50 restaurants across six months gathered a few friends um which was difficult because a lot of them so i named my initiative is why waste because you know why waste water right. and the idea was also you know to in the future if I ever want to talk about other environmental issues why waste is a very nice and broad theme under which you know you can always talk about sustainability um, and so you know would have visited over 50 restaurants over the six months got a couple of friends to join me sometimes which was again like I said hard because you know some of them would say oh why are you wasting your time with why waste and then there would be teachers who would keep saying that you know um, you need to focus on your studies right you. now that's important and you know how the Indian high school system is I was in like the 10th 11th grade and, and you have to just be prepping for JE and all of those right. things but I would try to find whatever little time I would get over the weekends in between school and coaching classes and all of these other things and just try and visit and talk and so I would go speak to these managers and give them ideas on how you know they can 
they change the way that they focus on this um, issue. So for example, you know, keep a jug on the table or keep a water bottle or ask your customers, you know, do you want more water? But unfortunately, they were not very accepting of any of these ideas because the restaurant industry is a hospitality industry and for them to kind of change the way that they do things was very hard. And for them, filling the glass full was actually a norm. It's, it's like what restaurants are graded on. Right. Um, so, so it was too hard to break into that, you know, um, junction and, and people were so shocked because like restaurants are something that you don't care about. Water is, and th that water is something that's so, like, it's just such a mundane issue if you think of it, but the impact is insanely large. And that's what kind of just kept driving me um, to do more. And so many, in fact, so many managers and waiters and all would not even want to listen to the ideas that I had to give because they, were, they, they kept saying, why should we take advice from a 15 year old you know what do you have to offer us that we don't already know um so that was very hard it was like really i mean a 15 year old standing and saying that you know what you're doing is wrong you know you can do it right by doing this so <laughs> the picture itself is like okay what does this girl know kind of a thing right they would not probably take you seriously for the just the fact that you were a 15 year old absolutely it's that that whole perspective that you know their youth, what, what can they tell us that, you know, we already don't know in life. Um, and so then that's kind of then what led me into thinking of, we need, I need to do this differently. We need to figure out a way to, an innovative and uh, an more, an, a more experiential way to kind of get this out to the people and to the waiters. And then that's when I came up with the idea of glass half full, which is based on the fact that you fill your glass only half instead of filling it full. So you take only as much water as you need and you don't waste. Um, and the and it's been very um, I don't want to, revolutionary is a big word, but just even if in, in changing the mindsets of people, it's been very, very impactful because it makes you not only think of the water that you're consuming in a restaurant, but you know, when you go back home as well, um, how much water or do I really need this water? Do I only need to take as much as I want? And the reason it worked out with restaurants was because uh, the way it, it, it made it made it an activity. So usually yeah. you're very used to waiters filling your glass full. And if they would have just asked you, do you want more water? Okay, it's, it's like, you know, they it's just a thing that they're doing. But when they fill it only half, you're curious about why they did why? that. <laughs> yeah. Ask why. Like customers ask why. Otherwise, they other, none of the other methods that we suggested, no one was asking why but this was the first time that they asked why and that's what kind of I think broke through and that's what worked um, because because customers were curious and then you know we trained waiters to say that and we, we taught them about the problem and then they were very sympathetic and empathetic and they really understood what we were trying to say and they then we you know said okay the reason you fill only half is because the other half is for someone else who probably does not have access to it today who's going to get it because you have saved that half a glass of water and finished everything that you have taken so that worked out well and, and also then, i think the waiters were probably closer to the real problems right other yeah. than the ones in the management the sit, sitting on top who were just making those norms and these waiters were probably closer to what they were seeing around them in the society that it was a big issue the water was an issue right so absolutely I and i think what you said was so important because the waiters empathize with us a lot more than the management because of course for them also they are picking up those glasses of water and throwing it away they're just throwing it away and they see it the managers don't see it on a daily basis and any conscious citizen is not going to feel good about doing that um so and then you know but we still you know you'd still get some customers who are cranky and leave behind water so then we made like a list of we made something called the restaurant module which you know even if that water is left behind we give them like 10 different ways of how to reuse it we give them a ton of ways on how they can you know completely make their restaurant water friendly eco-friendly and you know we, we brought up these wonderful examples of restaurants like yogistan and all of these places that are already there who are doing a wonderful job um and you know try to help build up on this concept and that was really the start of what became a series of ideas that that were it became like uh, the beginning of where we were trying to build ideas and concepts that can help solve the global water crisis i would say yeah. um simple mindful uh, changes and um just very simple things with no big massive um technologies or 
and nothing it's just your habits that we want to change yeah, yeah. awesome i mean i think it must have been a you know a revelation of its own kind for uh, you know the people that you interacted with and for yourself also interacting with so many different uh, you know people and how to convince them because i think to bring in a change in a thought process is i think one of the most difficult tasks that anybody can do and uh, well you did it so that that's amazing at the age of 15 you stood up in front of the world and you said look here this is there's something wrong here and we need to bring a change and uh, you made it and now you've been recognized for it and i think there is another uh, initiative the lead young also you're a part of yes so yes. why don't you tell us a little bit about that absolutely um so when i started to realize that i can make a difference if I, by just standing up for it um and that my voice is actually more powerful than than a lot of others just because i'm young and i also you know even through my interactions with friends family i realized that youth have really cool ideas really innovative really smart ideas it's because they're seeing it around them every single day they see these we are growing up in these problems for example our parents and for you all um, you grew up in a very different world and the problems that you had to solve and come through and overcome were very different from what we are doing we are for us it's for us it's you know if you see the the world right now it's more about sustainability and all of these various things in your times it was more about the economy and you know just trying to make a living for yourself um this is what i've learned from the interactions with my parents you know for them of course their priority was that um and so i realized anyways that's another different discussion <laughs> probably come <laughs> but i began to realize that you know every young person sees problems around them and i think every young person and 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 every young person should go out there and uh, try to make a difference and and it's just the kind of um changes that it brought in my life i was a very shy not very confident person um but i feel like i found my voice um yeah. and i wanted to help as many young people find their voice um through that journey as well and to realize that they have the capability to make a difference in the world and more than anything else the world needs them to make that difference because of the way that our world is going and and there's this quote that i love using that i came up with like a while back <laughs> uh but you know they say that uh change is the only constant but now i think the world is in the constant need of change makers um and that's that's uh, yes. <laughs> that's um, that you know just with through conversations and and i realized that we need to do this and so what i and and i was very lucky to be selected as an ashoka youth venturer back in the year 2016 um and ashoka is this wonderful community of global social entrepreneurs and in the in i think July 2017 I was put on this call with Bill Drayton who is the CEO of Ashoka they they chose about like six of us young people from India and he talked about this new initiative that he created called the Lead Young Initiative where he shared stories of um change makers who started at a young age and today are successful at whatever they're doing in life and they're very mindful conscious wonderful citizens just because they were change makers as young people and regardless of whether they went on to become entrepreneurs social entrepreneurs and or whatever they did in their lives they were just very good at it and very successful with it because they were change makers when they were younger um and then and then you know we were discussing and brainstorming ways on how we can bring these stories to as many uh, children as possible in the world because those stories were really empowering and especially the dialogue that ashoka uses is wonderful um it it you know i love the kind of perspective they bring it's not just the usual oh this person achieved this 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 no it's really their journey their path yeah. and what qualities they picked up on the way that one that makes every child want to have that those qualities or every parent want to have their children to have that so then yeah. i created the initiative lead young with schools uh, deriving it completely from what bill started and uh, started sharing these stories across schools um in in india uh, of course started with bangalore we got about 30 schools and we were sharing these wow. stories on a weekly basis just 5 minutes every week um a student comes out during the assembly reads out a story and it's it it's of any young person around the world and we're trying to tell young people that you know there is someone just like you out there who has seen a problem and we all see problems and we all have solutions to them but we just don't go out there and implement it um so the idea behind lead young was look at these 
amazing young people who have gone out there and implemented so you can do it too don't be afraid don't be scared it's actually the easiest thing ever and one of, i mean the path is difficult but yeah. the, the fruit is wonderful <laughs> absolutely absolutely and you nailed it because i think what you said is correct that we just everybody can solve problems it's just that we need to start thinking in that way we need to start looking around we need to uh, you know widen our horizons to look at uh, our society our community our world around us and see that what is that problem where i can chip in where i can you know make a difference so you you said it and uh, you know like, like it's the tradition at desk doodles every time garvita we have a guest and we have a little question for the guest okay so i will put the big question to you and the big question is do you think that our education system inspires students to become change leaders change makers um i don't think so <laughs> i don't think the education system inspires us to become change makers um i think it is the small acts of some teachers and some of the initiatives that they take that certain school some schools take that that really push you in that direction um and i cannot deny to say that there is definitely change happening um there we can, i i can see the difference in in nps itself you know as a school uh, when we left there weren't that many people who were trying to make a difference and now almost every young person at school is thinking of a way of doing something maybe not now but very soon in their lives yeah. um and and i think that is something that is definitely helping i think change making one in the, there is there is something called change maker education where um it's not just the subjects that we learn but the perspective with which we learn it right. is what helps us see the world in a very different very innovative and creative way and that allows us to you know come together with the world and help you know make a difference which is something that we need to really integrate into our um education system and then the second is uh, I, i really love initiatives by organizations one like ashoka or even the udyam foundation um where i recently read how the udyam foundation has you know made entrepreneurship a compulsory subject um like um in in across hundreds of schools in delhi which is i think really wonderful um because because it's 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 those skills that you pick up um you know whether it's an entrepreneur social entrepreneur just trying to make a difference i think every entrepreneur is born also born out of problems you know um the, the reason you create a product or you build a company is because you want to try to solve something else which is very similar to what a change maker is trying to do um and i think that's the beauty of the definition of an entrepreneur um and so just bringing in that kind of education into our schooling systems is something that we need and i'm glad that people are accepting it um but i think we still have a long way to go in terms of what we're learning and consuming these are still external forces trying to you know pound through the system and make an impact and help india having like 42% of the population being young yeah. um it's just so important for us to have that um kind of thought process developed from a very very young age absolutely and that's exactly what i wanted to also stress upon that these conversations don't need to start when the child is uh, a student is entering high school or student is entering middle school because uh, i mean it's just an observation on my part when i thought that you know in the recent years when there has been a lot of increase in students stepping abroad for their undergrad studies you know is when we started talking about giving back to humanity giving back to the community it's only when uh, you know there was this thing about writing your statement of purpose and uh, you know applications that we started i'm not uh, i'm not saying that that is wrong it is good that somewhere it it came in whatever yeah. triggered it it was great but now we need to integrate it from you know early years onwards it could be as uh, early as the kindergartners doing it only inside their little bubble you know it's it's a thought process that we need to uh, empower our children with and once they start even in that little kindergarten area and then when they step out into the primary then looking around them in their school and then when you step out looking around into your society and community you can help children you know broader than vision in such a way that you know by the time you know they they're already thinking like that so it's easier to make a change when you can see a picture right 
absolutely yeah. yes in fact on the lines of that something interesting you know that we're doing at why waste recently uh, that we're creating actually it should be out in a month uh, we've actually created a series of 13 children's books which have like which talk which are fables um you know which have like animal stories um really fun like it's like how we used to read like hansel and gretel and all of those stories yeah. and you know there were also all of these other fables that we would read that would teach us you know be honest be kind and all of those things right. but these fables really teach you how to be sustainable be eco friendly and be the change that you wish to see in the world so we try to bring out through those stories um you know it could be like a small cub who's gone out there and tried to get something done and and you know just put their communities and telling these young people indirectly i realized that a lot of my mindset and the way that i think is because of the way that i've been raised um which is another big thing you know like the way that your uh, the what your parents make you think or what they the experiences that they give you um you know i've spent more of my birthdays at um at at an, at like this at this orphanage in bangalore um than you know with with you know a bunch of these amazing very beautiful very kind hearted girls um rather than you know actually having parties of course i had my fun but you know there was also that aspect of having and building that empathy and i also remember my mom always telling us you know to finish the food on our plates and 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 at that point it's annoying but you start start to realize the importance of it and 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 like you said you know between uh, in when you're in kindergarten if you start thinking of those things you get to see the bigger picture as you grow much better and that's when your mindset is shaped so if we actually shape it to think eco friendly to think that you know we can make a difference then it it actually does work <laughs> so that brings me also to another question that i wanted to ask you is how how do you think we can incorporate the social emotional learning into our everyday you know uh, education along with academics along with sports accord, along with co curriculars because i think it's time that we brought it you know into the mainstream right so how do you think we can do that any ideas one is just having you know these casual discussions so even if i'm learning like a subject in probably maths or physics you know um of course this is easiest to do in an english class but i would encourage you know even maths english physics and stem teachers in fact um to just you know have those conversations because because science in itself is just beautiful you know it's it's not just um those formulae and um every, and and those definitions there's there's a lot more uh there's a lot more to it and if you know if we just had you know small small discussions around it, don't make it a project don't make it an activity because then then immediately students become very averse to it um instead you know you just have a very small discussion try to involve them um then you then the other thing is of course to engage students in activities that would probably um you know make them want to become change makers uh and just have those kind of let let's say um encourage them you know give them the recognition because sometimes a lot of a lot more change comes from just being recognized for the little differences that you made um both by teachers and by parents um and i think and that's very encouraging and it's been very encouraging for me especially um so i would definitely say those are just some small things that can go um they can make a lot of difference in the long run right no i think you're right and uh, like we say science is basically how you live every day science is nothing social science is all around you science is all around you so i uh, like like you said that having those conversations having those discussions and somewhere i feel giving them little activities like you said suppose suppose you're reading about grains and you're reading about you know the step farming or anything and you know dividing your class into teams and giving them you know just putting a question that do you see there is a problem outside in the world related to you know whether you're talking about rice or wheat so let the children go back let them think about you know is there a problem and then they look look around them and they they can come back with all the problems each child has his own problem and then you tell them okay how do you how do you solve it you they come up with the problem and then you ask them only to solve the problem and that's somewhere i think when you make the children grow up like that encouraging them whether that solution works or not i i definitely feel that you know the biggest thing is that everybody needs to voice that this could be a solution 
we will see whether it works or not as students i think the fear of judgment should be taken out of the you know picture and then let children just say yeah uh, this reminds me you know garvita i was teaching grade ones okay and uh, a few years back we had sadguru uh, you know driving the initiative of save rivers right so i i was talking to my children on that day and i said so there is this drive which is called save rivers and so ma'am what is save rivers why do we have to save rivers i said because uh, some of the rivers they just run dry there is no water so one tiny kid and this is just we are just generally talking so he says ma'am why don't we fill up you know what we can do we can fill up lots of buckets in our house and when that river dries up we can just pour the water into that river and i was just thinking that from a Five year old, five and a half year old to think to find a solution that itself is a big thing. Whether it works or not, we can as you grow up, you can figure out you know how it has to work. But that child thought of that I need to find a solution so quickly. I mean that's the easiest, right? So I, I think that's where uh, you said it correct that if we start having conversations early on, it's uh, so much easier uh, for you to grow up with that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely so so let me come to one interesting thing that you know when you were uh, uh, walking this path i'm sure you had uh, it must not have been easy it must have been really difficult like you said convincing people any other such incident that comes to your mind where you really had to you know you were on the verge of uh, should i continue or not you know where you were ready to give up and some things what was it that you know made you go on I think there have been a lot of you know instances so, like that, but I'm like, is this even worth doing, or is this even worth giving it the time? Because you really, I was you know staying up late trying to create these posters and this, so something like because when you start out on your own, you have to do every bit of the thing on your own, uh, which is really great because I learned so much along the way when I you know look back. I learned how to design, I learned how to write, which I was horrible at, <laughs> and I learned all of these you know variety of skills just because I had to do it on my own. I didn't have anyone else to help me, uh, but. i also and at that point of course it gets stressful and it's a lot because you know you're trying to manage your studies you're trying to do this and and i remember like something that my parents told me when i started out was and and a few kind teachers you know when i started out they said you know what you're doing is great it's it's really nice that you're making this difference but if it if your marks start reducing then <laughs> then you got you got to stop <laughs> and um, well uh, i so then you know just trying to ensure that i i have to do well in all of these spaces and just keep my uh, head straight at the same time was a little it was very hard <laughs> um and uh, you know to get get rejected by so many restaurant managers was again a huge like hugely difficult task and especially because i was just 15 then and and i i'm i'm trying to convince people to do something in which i also didn't know fully about but that kind of drove me to realizing that um one thing that i don't know everything in the world um and these are experiences that are really teaching me things um and i think what really drove me at that point was when a few friends or a few relatives would actually send me pictures of like their glasses at restaurants which were empty and and i think that's like it would just be one or two people in the first year it was just maybe two or three times that i got this but but i think those moments were very pivotal because they they take you from like the lowest of the lows to the highest of the highest because you realize that even if what you're trying to do has made a difference to one person it can make a difference to a lot more people uh then when i was you know working to get the national restaurants association of india on board which is a national organization yeah. very difficult to reach out to like normal people only aren't able to get to them <laughs> i decided that i'm going to bring them on my campaign and i have i have no resources no money no um, credibility absolutely nothing and i have uh filed a petition against them and i am like trying to get them on board and it, for me that was important because they represent an industry of 5 lakh restaurants and the impact is substantial i spent an entire year campaigning to get to them i spent uh, this is from march 2018 to march 2019 um i spent the last 6 to 8 months having just so 
so i think in jan 2019 i finally had my conversation with them but the the, the six months chunk before that jan 2019 the end of 2018 i was just trying my best to even get a contact over there writing to them every day emailing them regularly and and when you don't hear a response you kind of want to stop yeah, yeah. um but you know then there are then someone would just write about the campaign and why it's so important and then that would push me to you know call them again that day <laughs> uh you know just just because i know that okay there is this is an important thing that i'm doing if someone else is recognizing it that means i need to push there's no one else doing this so i have to do it and this is and after you have already been recognized so much and you know you were already making a difference and it took you so long to just get an appointment to speak to someone i mean and this is i would say like it was the least of the things that a restaurant could have done i mean just instead of filling the glass full keeping it half i mean what would it really change in their uh, system really so it was so so difficult to reach to them and and my other goal was to really remove that law which rates restaurants based on the amount of water that they have in their glasses and to actually start rating them higher for being more eco friendly so that was that was my goal it was not just you know fill the glass half and and all of those various things but it was a very holistic and a systemic uh, difference and six months tried called not just nrei but everyone i knew around me would bring i would bring up this topic do you know someone that you know someone that just just you know put all my energies and very coincidentally the day i got a call with them was a day before one of my semester finals at college but i was like i'm not letting this go i'm just going to have the conversation <laughs> and conversation went out went on for like two hours mm. and um, it was it was good like there was some hope but then again you know it it's just hope and uh, it took a lot more convincing to actually get them on board but now they're very wonderful partners with us and and we've been able to do a lot of work with them we've been able to change mom <laughs> but, but i think that that's what was worth it you know just uh, and and what i also try to do when i feel like giving up is just look back at those um small wins and then realize that if i could do that i can do a lot correct and i think that is so important that the little setbacks or what we call little even if it is a little failure or anything of a kind it should uh, fuel the passion that is you know is inside you and that really keeps it going if those little setbacks fuel your passion i think that's so important so uh, now that we're talking about your initiative how about uh, you know i take garvita back as a student uh, garvita so what is the one thing that you would want to change in our education system so i still I am a student yes, <laughs> because yes, i still have yeah, you're still a student of course you are pursuing your uh, engineering degree and uh, okay so let's put the whole school and the college uh, education yeah. together so what do you what would you like to change um so this is something that i realized when i walked into college uh, especially into an engineering college where you know students are every day thinking of new innovative ideas to make a difference but a lot of these are not sustainable a lot of these ideas are really killing the planet um and i realized that kids don't care about it like no they just don't care about the impact that it's having on the planet uh, where we should actually be using technology to help solve all of these issues um and so you know at that point i started the, i thought a lot about this and how our education system is really not teaching people how to live sustainably and by sustainably i don't just mean with respect to the environment but with respect to um inequalities um with respect to uh you know um just just animal rights also with respect to um living living with people living with planet uh, you know all of these various things our education system was not teaching us any of these and and that's when i actually set up this a uh, college organization called the change maker society which focuses on a lot of colleges um where we try to imbibe you know these we have change making activities and ideas and we have conversations around it where we talk about uh why it's important to you know be uh, why it's important to build solutions sustainably as people of the future it, and it does not matter if you're just studying engineering it could be, it could be any subject that you're studying um but you are whether you're building policies or you're helping people um you know have a more comfortable life whatever you're trying to do you need to ensure that it's happening sustainably um and you know with that holistic 
view. Um, and so I think that's something that our education system really needs to integrate, especially after I brought this concept in and I saw the impact and the difference. I was having this conversation with my friend yesterday from college and he was talking about how we should, you know, uh, he was complaining that, you know, college does not have like a wet waste and a dry waste system and, and how we need to have like a biogas. Uh, we should have, you know, more, do a lot more things. There's no, um, and I said, have you actually gone back and seen what our college does? Because that's the first thing I, I checked when I walked into walked into the university. <laughs> I had like conversations with the chancellors, pro-chancellors, and I, I just got everyone in, on, like in a room and I said, what are you doing, you know, to be sustainable? And, and, you know, there were a couple of things set up after we had that conversations. There were some things that they had from before. So our university actually has like a complete water, rainwater harvesting system, water filtration system, a biogas plant. And, and with respect to, you know, waste management, I have with my team of the change maker society we've actually gone and put up these posters on dustbins we've gotten extra dustbins we made the college buy extra dustbins and then you know put up these like I designed and printed it myself so I know it exists and then you know you hear someone else coming and saying oh this does not exist I was like buddy have you seen what's there <laughs> I think it's also that sometimes it's you know uh, because the conversations are happening so people just need to be a part of that conversation yeah. whether they've gone and checked whether in reality was it there or not is not really uh, you know up to them they, they just want to talk about it so but I guess in a way that uh, you know like you said that baby steps and the fights and the you know the struggle to get things done and from the very beginning uh, you know you've seen it happen for the past five years and I think uh, uh, it's it's made you better at uh, uh, you know being out there in the world you've learned it on your own right those things were not taught to you so being a change maker thought taught you so many of those skills that are needed to survive in the world outside. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, we are walking into what is called a VUCA world, you know, volatile, ambiguous, uncertain. Um, and, and it's so important for us to keep our heads straight um especially with everything else you know i think so uh, social media is horrible <laughs> it's definitely a great way to get your message out but otherwise it's not really a great place to be um and a lot of we've seen so many people who've been negatively impacted by it but you can't we can't also completely let go of it because now it's a part of our lives um and we especially for me as a change maker i just primarily use it to share my message and, and absolutely nothing else um and no, I, I also i find it very impactful yeah. Uh, sorry, what happened? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Ah, okay. And I find it very impactful, but you also know that it's, it's, there's so many things that are happening in the world. There's so many things changing because of which, um, just having those, that skill set or that mindset of a change maker can be so powerful to help you power through um, any of these different things. And it's definitely helped me in a lot of ways. Like take, for example, the pandemic itself, you know, um, it was so difficult for us because, um, for I mean, I, I have no rights to say anything because it's been, we, I have a roof on my head and that itself is a blessing. So a lot of gratitude to that. But you know, when it started out, we were so uncertain about what's going to happen. Are we even going to graduate this semester? And you know, there were a lot of questions right. like that in the first month. And it was it was kind of scary because you know, you worked so hard and then it all suddenly has to go. But, but I realized I was able to keep a much more straighter head and a much more calm and relaxed um, uh, you know, just sensibility as compared to a lot of my peers because I, I had I had gone through all of these various experiences of things working out, not working out because I allowed my I allowed myself to experiment and I allowed myself to learn and I put myself in those situations. I mean, I didn't have to go and argue with the NRAI to get norms changed. It's something that I just wanted to do, but that experience taught me so much. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's just one of those many many experiences that I had as a change maker that have probably just helped me learn so many skills and so many um, different uh, and. I still haven't learned it all. There's a lot more to learn, which I'm very excited about because I want to know more about this world. And But I can do it now with a much more open mind, with a much more calm mind. Um, and I think that's just, that's why I would love for everyone to be a change maker because just those experiences are so powerful. Right. And I think what you said is correct that, you know, your social media, if it is a part of your <laughs> life is fine, but it should not become your life. I think that's yeah. where the difference is. And uh, since you are able to maturely handle that, you've used it, you can use it to your benefit, but not let it rule you. 
right? That that is where the difference is. And I think in a lot of ways, social media has been a blessing in this time of pandemic for people to connect with each other. It has brought a lot of homes together, people who are away from each other. Those there there are lots of positives for it, but I think. Uh, rightly said that a lot of youngsters struggle with that also so um, keeping a head on your shoulders has been your uh, way to you know walk forward so Garvita during this time we talked about your struggles we talked about all the obstacles and challenges that you went through was there a funny incident that ever happened with you something that was that made you laugh and you were like okay that can happen too Uh, I probably laughed about it like much later uh-huh. or something that you know just makes you smirk or uh, mysteriously smile maybe uh, but now like we laugh about it as like a family uh, but this was back when I was just starting out and we were having dinner like with family with some family friends just another family in us and there was a grain of rice that fell into like auntie's like the auntie was sitting beside me into her glass and um and you know she she like just refused to and it was not even like tarka wala rice or anything it was it was just it was plain white rice it didn't even have like uh, it didn't have any flavors nothing you know and she no not even salt <laughs> and she refused there probably salt in the cooking but yeah it was very plain rice and she just refused to drink the water and it was a full glass of water that just got wasted and and then so i just picked up the glass in front of everyone and drank it <laughs> and everyone was scared at me like who is what is she doing like who does she think she is and and now we kind of laugh about it because now we realize that it's 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 not just you know it it's a, it's a mindset problem um it's not about whether the water is clean or not and it that was very clean water first of all but it's just about not wasting and even if you don't want it or if there's actually something that's gone into it that you can't drink don't throw it away go pour it in a plant right outside you know in your balcony or something like that um so that's something that we really laugh about nowadays but and and um you know just some incidents with the team um, i have a very beautiful wonderful kind bunch of uh, individuals who who i work with and and something that we uh, so one of our one of our members she's like the chief food officer so every time we have meetings she has to you know she's the one who orders the food but but really the idea behind it is that you know um, they say uh, <laughs> they say that uh, the way to a man's stomach is through food well the, the way to our stomach is change makers is also through food like that's <laughs> our team norm <laughs> and oh. so till the time i don't give my team good food it's not good for work <laughs> so we, we always have uh, really nice um, some really nice food um, and we try to keep it uh, sustainable obviously um, and we enjoy uh, that and and just you know great way for us but but we're the big time foodies and we we just endorse in that so much <laughs> so good i think you need to have fun along the journey because if uh, you know if you don't put in good food the fuel inside you're not going to have uh, energy to you know <laughs> fight those uh, obstacles and challenges but uh, i think garvita one thing that came out so strong when i'm talking to you also was that uh, when you started one initiative right but it made you uh, sensitive to so many other things around you isn't that true um, that yeah. if you start thinking uh, on the lines of bringing a change in maybe one aspect of your society but it makes you sensitive to so many others is that is that what happened yeah absolutely especially because you slowly start to realize how horribly intertwined all of these problems are in fact um, i actually put up this post on my instagram about like 2 3 days ago i think which talks about how pandemics and inequalities and climate change are all completely related to each other the reason each of them happens is just because like they just all interrelated one thing impacts the other you know we clear we clearly seeing again the gender the gender no issues happening during the pandemic we're seeing climate change problems are horribly um impacting those who come from the lower strata of the society and that's unfair so you know all of these are so interrelated and i i was actually doing some reflection uh, recently and i realized that all of these problems and especially everything that 2020 has brought to us you know those all of those fires and and the gender inequalities and and you know all of these you know hearing about those the the, the uh, you know heinous crimes that people do on women and yeah. and and animal cruelty and and also the pandemic and 
again climate change finally all of these really stem from this whole one concept of us being uh, or thinking that we are better than others um and if you actually trace back every problem it is because we we of course it, it is the nature of us as beings to develop and grow to become better but not at the cost of someone else i think that's something that we cannot um do but at the same time as a change maker and i've had this conversation with a lot of my change maker friends uh, and we talk about this very often is you know we start seeing everything in terms of solutions instead of actually complaining about them which is i think beautiful but at the same time sometimes we get very overwhelmed by the amount of problems that's there and we want to kind of solve everything um so <laughs> that's something that you know we i'm still learning of how, on how to keep my head straight about it um you know cuz everything that you see you want to just make it better <laughs> uh, you don't want to complain about it to anyone you don't want to say blame anyone for it but you just you 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 would have thought of a solution and you want to change it um or you found someone who has a solution and you want to help them change it um so that's still something that i'm navigating through for sure um but i think really if if we can just put our heads together uh, it can be a much better uh, slowly be a much better world <laughs> become a much better correct so true and garvita that was so powerful so inspiring your entire talk i mean i've had a blast really talking to you sharing uh, your experiences with us that was amazing and i think that um, uh, you've given our uh, viewers and our listeners so much to chew on that you know uh, these little things the little changes that you can make in, within you looking at somebody else with empathy uh, you know being more compassionate with each other or looking around you and looking at uh, finding problems and then trying to find a solution if you don't have one you can still go out and uh, ask for help and try to because i don't think any uh, problem can be solved by yourself alone you it has to be a together movement and if you're together you can solve anything whether uh, you know it's related to your society or the world so i think that's a beautiful message that you've shared with all of us to go out there together believe in yourself go with uh, you know courage be a change maker and make this world a better place right so thank you thank you so much garvita i had a blast i'm sure uh, you know we've got so much of inspiration from you and we all uh, pledge today to be change makers in our own way i don't know who i can inspire but thank you so much for asking me such difficult questions i had a lot of fun thinking about oh. it and you know <laughs> really uh, i thought i'm just going to ask you very very uh, something that you've lived you know and uh, been there but no one no, no one's ever asked it in that perspective you know when they ask me about the funny moments and i had a really good time. reflecting and thinking about that so because so I, i think sometimes you know when when you're trying to change everything just becomes a little bit too serious but you need to kind of learn also that one definitely celebrate change because something that i've seen is that once one problem gets solved or once some problem happens we start we just jump on to the other one but if you kind of just you know keep your head straight and just say oh wow that we did that let's celebrate now let's go to the next one that makes so much more of a difference absolutely <laughs> and we will keep uh, you know climbing those steps we celebrate one change and we move to the next like garvita says so thank you so much garvita see you next time bye bye thank, thank you, you. bye